Welcome to Inspiring Time, Grounded, a podcast for coffee-loving, adventurous souls who expect to live their best life. I'm your host, Amber Card, alongside my husband, Christopher, where we handle high-stress living with intention. Join us weekly where we dive into simple entertaining, hospitality, grilling with dead animal chronicles, gardening, healthy living, and marriage. Expect a healthy dose of honesty, snarky comments, and lots of laughter. New episodes released every Tuesday. Now, on to the show. We try to keep cooking and grilling simple. Last week, we talked about kitchen size as measured in units of butts. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about grilling and a little bit about meal prep. One of our favorite things to grill is a full ribeye. However, since COVID has been going on, beef has been really hard to come up with. So we've had to come up with a lot of different things to do. Now, to avoid walking in circles in the meat area of Kroger, it's a good idea to come up with a good plan for what you want to cook that night and for the rest of the week. There is no wrong way to meal plan. In fact, I've spent countless hours trying to find the perfect formatting and the beautiful scripty handwriting, and it doesn't matter. What really boils down to is what your family likes to eat and what can you get finished in the amount of time that you have to work with. So maybe the box food service is the best plan for you to go with. Already packaged, ready to go, the seasonings are already there. Maybe you do love that five ingredient Pinterestine mecca. You can find all different recipes there to love and add to your collection. Maybe you just need to run by Kroger and pick up a good old boxed meal, whatever that looks like. In our case, we enjoy a meal filled with fun new recipes, flavors, and ingredients. Coming up with good meals isn't terribly complicated, but you do need to have a plan. We find keeping to the plan helps us budget, cut down on time running back and forth to the store, and kind of gives you a more relaxed feel. Nobody wants to be stressed out cooking supper all day, because then nobody gets to have fun. Oh, and talking about being stressed out. So our son, Christopher, we just found out we're really going to be dealing with a lot of dietary restrictions due to his allergies. Not major food allergies, mind you, no anaphylaxis. But he does have a diet restriction now on dairy, soy, and tree nuts. So I want you to think through what's on your ingredient lists and then tell me what that really weeds out. So we're having a lot of fun with all the meal prepping on that. Yeah, it turns out whey is in almost everything, and not to mention soy. And uh, good Lord, if it comes down to corn, you know, corn syrup's in pretty much everything in your pantry. So we're hoping it doesn't get that far. Now, last week while we were doing the podcast, I mentioned that we had a chicken on the egg. So what we had done was gone to Kroger. We were trying to find, you know, anything that was available, basically, because where we are, Um, we've still got a lot of beef restrictions. It's kind of tough to find certain things that we like, but they have been having a lot of chicken. So they had a nice young chicken on sale. I think it was like 89 cents a pound, 87 cents a pound. So we got that and decided to go with it. And the way that we've been cooking these lately, uh, where we are right now, we just have our little egg. We don't have our big egg with us. So I've been taking a skillet, cast iron skillet, putting a little bit of butter in the bottom, setting the chicken down on that, backside down, and then we will trim back the skin on the breast and put our rub down there so it's on all the meat, put the skin back over, 
couple more tabs of butter on top, and then we'll just let it smoke for 10 hours, give or take. We've been very pleased with the product we get there, and it gives us supper, probably lunch the next day, potentially supper again, and then with whatever we've got left over, we'll make some chicken salad out of it. Let's talk about how we use our time wisely in the kitchen. Christopher's prepping the bird, and I'm already thinking, okay, what are my time frames? We go ahead and discuss, just like our marriage, cooking is very much all about scheduling. He's going to let me know how long he needs on the bird and when it's coming off the grill. From there, I back up. You know, if we're just doing some quick crescent rolls, I know that I've got to prep the oven and be ready to go with that. If we're doing simple green beans, that's even more beautiful because I'm in the kitchen all at the same time. All these things flow together. So that is definitely a point that we want to talk about in this segment when you're grilling and when everything is supposed to hit your table. We try to do a pretty good job of lining up anything that's going on inside to kind of be, you know, the accessories to the mill, as it were, to when it's going to come off the grill. Some meats that we do, we like to give a little bit of a rest, which gives us a little bit more time inside. But again, you know, it all comes down to working with the time that you've got and trying to figure out the most efficient use of that time. Time is of the essence here lately. We don't have a lot to spare. But if you can meal prep, then you're not aimlessly walking around the meat department looking for something. Right. And so what's important here is even though we had to go to the store to figure out what they had so we knew what we could cook, the general principle was we were going to find something that was going to give us a couple days worth of meals all at once so we could spend that time on you know, Saturday or Sunday, get that done and press forward. One of the things we try to do is cook a big meal on the weekend with either a, you know, a Boston butt or a couple chickens to give us a few days of leftovers. And then we can, during the week, come up with something good like some pork chops, maybe some chicken breast, maybe hamburgers. We find that if we kind of stick to that plan, that path, we do a much better job of budgeting and keeping meals healthy. Keeping meals healthy is very important to our family. We love a healthy lifestyle, which means we need to plan when we're going grocery shopping. What does that look like? I alluded to earlier that there was a form that I like to use to plug in all of our different meal options for the week. Even our children find it very helpful when it's hanging on the refrigerator. They know what's coming up. It's They like seeing what they're going to eat for breakfast, what they're going to eat in their lunch boxes. They can then help us get things out the door and ready to go. Yeah, and it absolutely makes the mornings run smoother. You know, everybody's on board, especially if I'm already gone to work or whatever. It really makes it a lot easier to get the kids on the bus, you know, so they can go do their thing. But when I'm at the grocery store, it comes down to prepping beforehand or you could spend all day and I'm just not there yet with this whole online shopping and they put it in my car. I don't understand how that works. I like to be able to walk down the aisles. Yes, even with COVID, my mask on and lots of hand sanitizer later. I like to see what's on the shelf and I meal prep as I go. And you know, the same thing goes to, I know we said, you know, you don't want to circle around in the meat department, but right now, we're trying to come up with, you know, one or two different things that we really want, and then we'll go, and you have to kind of look to see, you know, the quality that you got there, because 
I don't know what y'all's experiences have been, but ours has been that there's been some really poor quality of anything that's for sale. So you kind of have to, you know, flex on the fly there and figure out what you're going to do instead. With our son's dietary restrictions, it's even more complicated until we get into that group. I sat down, we kind of set a theme for the week. Maybe we want to go, you know, Asian, Mexican inspired. Maybe we don't. Maybe we just say, this is what we're doing. But that gives me a starting point to create my list. And we did talk about how maybe on Monday night, if we decide to grill, then I'll add two sides to that. I know my meat and I pick two sides. Very simple. Don't overcomplicate your weekday meals. Add a fresh vegetable and maybe a starch of some sort. The next morning, we know that our kids really enjoy Cheerios, good, bad, or ugly. Um, Now that Junior can't have milk, we need oat milk. As I list out our days, we go, I basically walk myself up and down the aisle, picking out things, and that's how I create my list. And that's how we stay on budget. I don't get sidetracked in the chips aisle anymore. That aisle is a very big distraction for me. That leads us back to the one main topic that we've been talking about is meal planning. When I walk in the door with all the groceries, I'm able to divide each day out in the pantry so I can quickly reach in, get the ingredients that we need. The kids have the meal prepped menu on the, you know, wherever we decide to hang it, refrigerator or wherever. And then they're on board with it as well. That makes our life so much easier and it cuts down on those trips that we do back and forth to the grocery to pick up that one specific item. Yeah, nobody likes having to go back and forth to Kroger or the commissary just to get one thing, which is fortunate for us because we don't generally use a hard and fast recipe. We like winging it. Uh, the family I grew up in, we were all about, you know, coming up with what you got and winging it. Amber's family was a little more by the book. You know, you follow that recipe card. But we have found that for us and our family, if we just don't stress out over those little things or we can come up with a substitute, works perfect for us. Funny you should bring up just winging it. How do you put together your marinades and rubs? Yeah, so that's funny. You know, people ask me, a lot of times, you know, come over and eat, ask what we put on there. And I'm like, I don't know, which isn't really true. Um, the thing is, I don't know precisely how much of everything I do. Normally, I take a uh, just an average cup bowl, you know, I don't know, about the size of my hand, I guess. And I'll put a little bit of brown sugar, a little bit of kosher salt in there, some dill, garlic, onion, paprika, black pepper, if I didn't use a lot of paprika. And really, depending on what it is, I just do variations of those. Mix it up with the spoon, and then I use that as the rub. Now, I do do the method where you take the rub out, you put it on there, and then you use the palm of your hand to really kind of grind it into the meat good. But really, we just keep it simple with those. The brown sugar gives you a nice caramelized crust if that's the type of grill that you're doing. The kosher salt, you got to be careful with because you can get over salty very easily that way. But if I'm not going to brine something definitely need to have a little bit of salt in there, especially if it's going to sit on the grill for 10 hours. I'm a big fan of having extra salt. That's just me, but... Uh, you just said brining. How long do you like to brine? If if I'm trying to meal plan for that week, how, how long do you leave for brining? Sure. We have used brining for pretty much every meat that we've done. Uh, big fan with beef, pork, and chicken. Now, that chicken we talked about earlier, we did not brine it. That was a bite 
put it on there and go with it. If we're going to do a good brine, say, on the last Boston butt we did, we brined it for about 20 hours. So we took it out of the package, we put it in a container, added um, probably a cup and a half of vinegar, some water, some kosher salt, shook it up, mixed it up real nice, and let it sit in the refrigerator for, like I said, 20 hours. Now, what that does is that gives you some of the salt into the meat and kind of you know permeates. But the big thing that the vinegar will do is it helps kind of break down that connecting tissue and it gives you a much more flavorful meal. It takes a lot of those fat veins, helps break them down, takes a lot of the gristle out. So we've been a huge fan with everything that we've done with those. What kind of vinegar would you recommend? Normally we use white distilled vinegar. Now, Amber has found that using the apple cider vinegar with some of our pork dishes has just been on point. So if we are going to do maybe uh, the big thick cut pork chops, we've gotten to where we really like using that apple cider vinegar. You just get that just little bit of apple flavor in there, but the vinegar still breaks it down and you don't get the vinegar taste. Which brings me to another point. We did, um, I want to say... It should have been either a picnic shoulder or butt, I forget, accidentally poured too much vinegar in there, and it actually tasted vinegary when we ate it. And nobody wants that. Less is better in that case. Don't overdo it. So my first brining experience, um, after we got married, of course, uh, it was it was Thanksgiving time. I had looked for days to find the perfect brine. Since we didn't know, have a lot of... Um, smoking expertise at that moment in our married life. I found, you know, it had orange juice and apple juice and bay leaves and garlic and all these super expensive spices. Christopher, do you think that that really needs, do you need to put all those extra spices in or should you wait? No, I mean, in my opinion, we have done the bronze where we've put in, you know, a bunch of garlic. We've done the onion and everything. And I don't think it adds to the flavor. And I think you just waste money. At the end of the day, water and kosher salt is really all you need. We like to add the vinegar just to help break down that connecting tissue. But as far as flavors and spices, just keep it simple. Use your rub to get your flavor. Use the smoke to get the flavor. You don't have to just, you know, waste it in the brine. Some of our big takeaways for this week, we just really wanted to hit home with. Time is always of the essence. You don't have a lot of it, so make sure you plan accordingly. Don't forget to add all those spices to your list that you're going to be needing at the grocery. And also plan, plan, plan. Next week, it's all about the 4th of July. How do you plan for a big party, stay on budget, and keep all your guests happy? We have a few tips and tricks to lead you to make sure that that 4th of July barbecue is the best. So we'll see you then. How do you find us? Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our content on simple life habits, recipes, and more. Connect with me on Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, and on my blog, Inspiring Time. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon.